Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's all about innovative party planners, and we are so excited to have our guest here, Heidi Hiller, joining us here. She's the CEO and Creative Director, and we're going to talk more about the work she's doing and, of course, how she can help you plan your next event. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning, Jill. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great, sweetheart. Thanks so much. Pleasure to have you here. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Absolutely. Um, My name, again, is Heidi Hiller. I am the founder, CEO, creative director, whatever hat I'm wearing today, um, for Innovative Party Planners. Um, We actually started out 26 and a half, 27 years ago, in the basement of my girlfriend. Ah, Oh my God, hold on. Where are you based out of, too, by the way? Uh, We're in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. In a suburb north of there, okay. but we service uh, Northern Virginia, D.C., Baltimore, and Southern Pennsylvania. Heidi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello, hello, perfect, perfect. All right, to so Maryland, let's talk. Okay, no. hold on. So, um, gosh, you invented well the business in a sense during the pandemic. Let's talk about that because what a scary time for everyone. It was very scary. Um, We had been pretty successful for, we were actually celebrating our 25th year in business during the pandemic, um, while the world was falling apart. (laughs) Um, So we reinvented. We, um, I pretty quickly saw by observing what was happening overseas, Um, you know, where all of this pandemic stuff started in China, how... It wasn't leaving. It wasn't going away. Um, so I quickly registered for a virtual event production course and brought along one of my team members here with me who was pretty tech savvy as well. And she and I went on to produce many virtual events. That's honestly what we switched to. Um, before we started doing what I would call drive-by parties. <laughs> and after, after vaccines, we started doing drive-by parties. But uh, we, you know, we have to rethink how you do a gathering of people uh, while we can't be together. And that's what we did. Wow. Oh, my goodness. By the way, how do we find you? Facebook.com slash Innovative Party Planners. That's what I have here. Actually, we take the planners. No, on Facebook, we keep the planners. It's a little confusing. But, um, yes, we are on Facebook, uh, probably my most popular channel of all the social media, Innovative Party Planners. Uh, We are also on Instagram and Threads. Uh, as Innovative Party, LinkedIn, we are also there, pretty busy with Innovative Party Planners, and uh, also our website, which is InnovativePartyPlanners.com. Beautiful. And we're going to get to know more about the work you're doing, the types of parties, how you can help people. And I know you want to inspire them, too, to seek the opportunity of life and find that strength as well to come out of, you know, um, you know, difficult situations. And we're going to talk more about planning, about budgets, some mistakes people make. But I first want to know more about you. Tell me where you grew up and tell me a little bit of your backstory and your career and then what brought you here. And then would love to obviously find out more about the company and all that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, we only have a little bit of time. It would take hours. I'm <laughs> old <for me>. um, <laughs> Get 
give me the brief uh, run, the brief rundown. The brief, the brief. <laughs> um, honestly, I grew up in a family of business owners. So, you know, my dad owned a business. My grandfather's owned a business. But notice there are men in those stories. Um, and now my sister owns the business my dad started, and I started my own. Um, mostly because I was working with children, and it was really hard. And I think the biggest lesson I learned while beginning my career was it's really hard to juggle as a woman raising a family and starting and raising a business. Um, and, and you have to really, really think hard before you make that jump um, and give yourself slack and set boundaries. Um, but I, you know, I went to work for my dad for years. I actually worked in the family business. I got a degree in advertising, um, and did work in the field of advertising and graphic arts for a while, but I ended up back in the family business. Um, and then I left and started this business. So, um, I just wanted my own thing. I think that was ingrained in all of us growing up too, which feels great, you know, to be able to, and scary. <laughs> oh my goodness! Clearly, absolutely. Well, this is uh, awesome. I mean, we got a little bit of your backstory, and uh, before we continue, is there anything else you want to share about that? Because uh, you mentioned the whole balance. I get it. I'm a full time working uh, single mom, six and eight year old, uh, and I don't have well, my own business. But I know how hard it is just to work. Period. But oh you're my. working, right? You're yes. working, and I think I think the pandemic really showed um, employees and employers the ability to balance because we, we no longer had the nine to five hours, you know, if I mm-hmm. you felt you could, you know, you needed to be with your kids at certain times, you know, it didn't matter when you worked as long as you got your work done. Um, I'd always kind of run this business that way because that's how I had to, you know, yeah. after the kids went to bed, I kept working, but I would give them my time after school till they went to bed. Um, so I just changed my work hours. Um, and then, of course, in the event business, you're working all the time on the weekend. So um, that was hard because then, you know, I have the most incredible husband, 41 years, on Wednesday of next week. Um, and he really was there for me, supporting me, said I could go to work. And you need that. I think as a single, I've seen a lot of my friends who are single moms. It's really hard without a big village you know, to help with your children. So, you know, and now my kids help me with my business. My son is our ops manager. Oh, my gosh. Which is pretty incredible. It's a family business. Yeah, I guess it is. (laughs) You know, and I just, my, uh, one of my kids just was with us on an event we did out of town. You know, she'll often do the the longer days and stuff. Um, So she freelances for us. So, yeah, it's really cool. Amazing. Um, and I guess, you know, I guess the work ethic or the, you know, the passion, like they're, the fact that they will work with me is incredible. Beautiful. Um, well, let's get started and talk more about the work you're doing. And I know you want to talk about five mistakes that people make when planning an event, right? Um, I would if I could find my notes, Joe. Ah, take your time. <laughs> take so, the time. So you could tell me what I, I 
I told you I said are the five mistakes. I can talk about them. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, hold on. So ta- you mentioned that um, read your contracts, keep your promises in writing, know your budget. Um, yeah. And there's a link here. Uh, on There's a blog. I guess you did a story about this. And it's a part of your frequently asked questions section. Um, yes. But uh, in the meantime, we can also talk about, you know, in the meantime, to why choose innovative party planners? And let's talk about some of the types of parties and events you are doing. Absolutely. Um, we are all over the map. It's incredible what we've been able to do with this business. Um, what I love is my biggest dream for years was it's not just me. It was a partner and I, and um, she chose to leave the business. And then it was just me. And at that point, I was like, I want a village of planners. I want a, like a, a law firm of planners, <laughs> right? With all different specialties that people come to us and that we can help because the basis of planning really is project management, but then the kind of event is very different and it needs, has different needs. But the whole basis, the whole way you walk through an event and plan it is the same. So I started writing some systems of doing that, and after after the pandemic, got very brave and started hiring more planners. And there were two reasons for that. One was I knew we would have a zillion events. Like, we're going to reopen, we're going to gather, people are going to be demanding, and I want to be able to say yes to them, right? I can only manage so many. Um, And we were still in the beginning doing virtual, so you can't do both. It was, I I literally said, like, I would put a different head on my shoulders when I was doing a virtual event. Um, So we started hiring people who were just specializing in the live. That's how it started. Um, And then what was also happening, the second reason is, there are other companies within the Baltimore area that have been closing that are competitors of ours. Um, there are so many reasons why, but unfortunately the pandemic was the catalyst. And I decided that I would embrace these people and bring them on here because I already had a system in place and I had a secure place. They wouldn't have to worry about all of the administrative part of running a business. They could just do what they want. was my way of growing this business and serving all of our clients. So we do, we started... In my girlfriend's basement doing bar and bat mitzvah events. Our kids were at Jewish day school, so it was a natural place, you know, for us to get clients. Um, And over the years, we did uh, manage to get clients outside that community um, and just kept growing. And social media started during that time. So I, as a graphic designer um, Uh and very uh, techie, started dabbling and, like, geeking out on social media. And I really think that I was one of the early people on Instagram. I was, you know, so we started, you know, using that as advertising, and it was working, and I I was learning, you know, how you get to plan other events. And I still remember the first wedding I planned where I was like, I don't know how to plan a wedding. And um, I literally had a caterer walk me through how they how it's done and now we do weddings. Um, you know, I've learned so much. You go to class, there's continuing education in our field. So, you know, I encourage that for all my planners here and myself. There's never 
a day that you cannot say, I learned something, like every day in this career. Um, plus, it's changing all the time. So, especially post-pandemic, there's so many new technologies and things to learn. So, um, that's really kept us busy. And while we were training during the pandemic to be virtual event professionals, we also learned that those are the same skill sets for conferences. So we added conferences to our portfolio now and have successfully done those. So there's, you know, someone calls here, we can do a social event, a corporate event, a conference. We really have the capability. So my, my original dream is coming true. Oh, this is beautiful. The work that you do. It's funny you mentioned Bar Bat Mitzvahs. I started out as a, a dancer for an entertainment company. I was 12 years old. And, oh, no. Yes. And then until I was like 20 years old, I was dancing at parties and like always in that mix. So, um, you know, it's just, it's an awesome industry. Um, really, it's so exciting because you want an event that's memorable, right? You want an event that's going to stand out and really. I mean, uh, you uh, do, by the way, you're full service. So walk us through, you know, the steps of being an event planner. Like you're doing everything from A to Z. Tell us about the things that an event planner can do. Absolutely. So in addition to the planning aspect, we're designers and we have an art studio. So I think that A to Z comes in there because a lot of planners are subcontracting or finding vendors which we also do. You know, you have to put together a huge vendor team to make a successful event. But we have more control over some of the pieces because they're done here in-house. Um, and that's what I've always loved. So, you know, you plan an event, you really need a roadmap. It's huge. It's overwhelming. It's consuming. So, again, we have systems in place for that. People will come to us at different times throughout their planning process. They're not necessarily all coming to us the day they go, wake up and go, oh, I think I'm going to have an event, right? They've many times gone down the road and tried to start doing some of it themselves and hit a roadblock, gotten frustrated, realized they don't have time, but, you know, the calendar's months are flipping and they're still not done anything. And so we have to figure out where our clients are in that process. And I'd like to meet them there. So we don't want to, you know, put them in a hole and say, this is where we have to start. Um, so, you know, it, it takes a little while just to kind of get an understanding of yeah. what they need and also what we can do. I think a lot of times people pick up the phone, you have no idea what the capabilities are of the people on the other end of the line. So I think, you know, one of the reasons I do podcasts, one of the reasons I write blogs is I want people to know what our capabilities are. Are we the right company for them? So part of our job as planners is to really understand what it is they need planned. And then we start to set out all of the different um, elements that are needed to make that plan come through. It could just be that finding the perfect venue could set the right tone. But imagine that we get a job and the client's picked a venue and it's not the right venue. But they didn't know that when they picked it. So we have to work with that and we have to make it work, right? We were handed that. We can't change it. Um, so planning could encompass untangling some things that were planned incorrectly 
or trying to make the best of some bad plans. Budget comes in mind. To me, number one, if we don't talk about it from the beginning, I can't plan your events well. Everyone is afraid to talk budget. Mm -hmm. They are so afraid. So why are they afraid? Because there's no, you know, CarMax or CarFetty. You can't go shopping and go, oh, this party costs this. It's not like a car, right? Um, You have no idea. Plus, there's so many elements that you could choose to or not to use. And then there's so many variables of each element. One such thing is a caterer, right? You need to hire someone to make the food, Mm -hmm. to serve the food, to clean the kitchen, Uh clean the dishes. There's more than just, you know, here's food. So you can have someone who is planning something and saying that all their neighbors are bringing food, right? What's the cost in that? Versus um, one, you know, there may be a restaurant that has an incredible catering package, but it's so much less because it's, very much the same each time. For them, it is a formula and a system, so their price is going to be lower. Versus catering. Every job is different, kind of like us. And the systems have to change for that job, which makes it more money. And I think that's the hardest part for people to swallow. We're paying labor. We're paying trucking fees. We're paying for food that costs more money now. Um, and I think people just can't grasp what that should cost or could cost. Well, we have to so take I a think- quick commercial break here. I apologize okay. to interrupt, but we've been talking away, which is great. Uh, but let's remind okay. everyone how we could reach you, phone number, contact information, website, social media, anything you want to share, and then we'll take that quick break, okay? Okay, absolutely. The easiest way to find us, call us. We have the best phone number, and we do work out of town. It's 410 Nine 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 nine. Once you know it, you will never forget it. Uh, you can also find us on the internet at innovativepartyplanners.com and fill out the plan my event form. Perfect. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Optima. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. 
Compassionate Healing Services offers a unique approach to treating mental and physical health conditions. We combine trauma healing with Reiki energy work and other holistic modalities. Compassionate isn't just the name of our business, it's the driving force behind our mission and the people we choose to collaborate with. If you or a loved one struggles with mental health, give us a call at 856-334-0018 or visit chsyoga.com. Compassionate Healing Services, mental health done differently. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our friend here, Heidi Hiller, joining us here, the creative director from Innovative Party Planners. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Jill. I'm great. All right. Well, there's so much to talk about, but we only have uh, six minutes left. So what in particular for your first show today do you want to make sure we get across to our listeners? Um, Honestly, aside from business, I think the message I really want to put out there is you can recreate yourself. You can... um, raise a family, you can, you know, have a business, you can try to have it all, you can do it by setting boundaries, and don't give up, ever. Um, try to keep thinking your way out of the box that people put you in. I feel, you know, like, the pandemic left such a incredible, um, good experience for me, which is not something you'll hear coming out of people's mouths, um, because I... The challenge was grand. We were all in the same challenge. And I feel like I figured a way out that allowed this business to really grow. So, like, the worst possible thing that could happen to the entire world was a catalyst for me to do something I've always wanted to do. Like, to never give up. Amazing. And we're talking events. I mean, you got to go to their website, check them out. Uh, uh, small to large to weddings to parties to uh, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, communions, birthday parties, celebrations. I mean, really a full service company. You got to go online and don't yeah. forget to we're check doing, out their. We have a quinceanera this weekend. So oh, we, yeah, we do. see, I love coming of age events, and I think doing the bar and bat mitzvahs, you know, allowed us to really understand. We did. Um, in the uh, Muslim world, it's called an Amin, which is also the same thing they read from the Quran, just like about this that they read from the Torah. And, you know, this client walks in, and I want to understand it before I can play on that, right? And I got to go to a mosque. I mean, it's in, I, I love this job because I'm always learning something new. There's always something someone has in there that they want to do that I may not have done. I'm not afraid. So it's it's incredible what kind of events are out there. No, we got to check out their portfolio. There's also rentals, the blog. I mean, it was still three minutes left. What else did you want to share? <laughs> um, you touched on the rentals. So we just also, during the pandemic, put all of our inventory online. Um, and if you go to our website, innovativepartyplanners.com, and click on rentals, you don't have to use us as a planner. You can put an order in and just do a pickup of beautiful curated decor that we have. Um, we just moved into a 4,500-square-foot warehouse. We have lots of room for the decor, and so people will come pick it up and return it after their event, 
and they don't, and they can do it themselves. Those are people on a low budget, um, but we don't want to turn them away. So we really want to work with everybody. I love it. And clearly you love what you do and it shows and I could hear it in your voice, see it in your work. And, you know, you do everything from nonprofit as well, corporate. Uh, do you have a favorite event that you love type and, and any trends that are happening lately that you're seeing more and more of? Um, so trends we're seeing actually is related to guest responses. <laughs> um, during the pandemic, we were all like, oh, maybe I'll turn that on when the event happens, you know, kind of thing. So we, we send out our, our invitations now for events, and no one registers. We're a very last-minute world post-pandemic, and it's very difficult to plan a conference. It's very difficult to plan any social event when you don't know how many people are coming. So my message is, please RSVP sooner. We've gotten into a very interesting time right now with all that. Um, and it's hard as a planner to plan when we don't know if you're coming. <laughs> and then don't forget to commit to coming. But is everything done virtually now? People sending out invitations still, or is it more of a virtual um, type thing? An interesting conversation happening right now, actually, on one of the groups that I manage. Um, invitations are definitely going virtual. We know of companies that have closed. A lot of the invitation printers have moved overseas. We saw this happening already years ago. As soon as there was the ability to email and as soon as there was the ability, casual events were doing, you know, all those online things. But now what we're seeing is the more formal events are doing it. They're using a website. They're using a green envelope or Eventbrite or something. And people are just used to doing that. And it goes on your calendar. And it's just the new world we live in. And I hate it. <laughs> so, I like paper. But we got to live with it. I design digital invitations all the time. Oh, good so. to know. All right. Full service. Uh, remind us again how we could reach you. And unfortunately, we're out of time. That's fine. Um, please give us a call. Uh, uh, area code 410 we're located in Baltimore, Maryland, but we will travel to Virginia and Southern Pennsylvania and the Eastern Shore in Delaware, uh, as well as all awesome. Maryland. Thank and you. Then, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I was say www.innovativepartyplanners.com. All right. Thanks so much. Pleasure getting to know you today. Looking forward to our next conversation, okay? You have a okay, fantastic day. You, Thanks so much. And to all of our okay. listeners, please stay tuned. More of the show is on the way. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. 
Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.